everybody we're live. Oh, okay. You're going to fade us in. Thank you all for your good work. Appreciate your work. Welcome to Westlake United Methodist Church. My name is Tracy Beadle. I'm the senior pastor, and I'm so glad that you're all here to worship with us this morning. Grateful for you also who are joining us online. Welcome. I want to invite each of you to do something right now. There is a pad at the end of your pew that you can, where you can sign in. You can register your attendance. It would be a great help if you would do that. Those of you online, you can also register. There is a link that you can click that will take you to a registration page and then come on back to worship with us. Also, there are a lot of things happening in the life of the church. I want to share some announcements with you. Um, first of all, we have our Halloween candy collection. Um, we hope that you will bring any of your extra candy after Halloween is over and donate it to Mobile Loaves and Fishes. It gets passed out to, to our uh, homeless and hungry friends and neighbors. So if you would please bring that, there's a collection bin out in the lobby area. We will have a hope and healing program on All Saints Sunday, which is next Sunday. Um, this is the Sunday each year that we celebrate um, our saints in the church, those who have died in the past year. Um, and we will have a grief support seminar 
between 10 and 11 a.m. on Sunday morning. You can register at our website, westlake-umc.org. Um, and if you forget to register, you are still welcome. Um, it will be, is it via Zoom only or is it blended? Okay, so it will be a hybrid in-person and Zoom event. So if you need to join from home, there will be a Zoom link for you. And those of you who are here in person can attend in person. Uh, Christmas in October. Today is the last Sunday of October and all month long we have been getting ready to serve during the Christmas season. If you have not already submitted your Christmas in October commitments, I invite you to do that um, today and uh, it will get you ready for the holidays, ready for you and your family to serve others. The thing that we always want to do and then we wait till the last minute and can't find a good opportunity. So I encourage you to sign up for Christmas in October. Again, you can go to our website. Visit westlake-umc.org slash CIO for Christmas in October. We have traveling turkeys coming up for our youth on Saturday, November 13th. It will occur between 5.30 and 8.30. This is a progressive dinner that the youth get to participate in where they, where they visit several different of our church members' homes and receive different courses of the Thanksgiving meal. It will end up here at the church and there will be a service component to that as well. So if you have not already signed up, please do so again at westlake-umc.org forward slash youth. And all youth are welcome. Bring your friends, bring your neighbors. Um, we look forward to meeting you all. And children's handbells are meeting children's handbells on Wednesday nights from 4 to 5 p.m. Kelly Brewer has invited all children to come and ring with her. We hope that you will show up. And then finally, I want to introduce, we have a guest preacher today. Um, our district superintendent, Reverend Laura Merrill, will be bringing the word of God to us today. And I'm so excited to have her here with us in worship today. I hope you'll help me make her feel welcome. Happy Sunday, y'all. Yeah. Speaking of welcome, welcome home, Pastor. <laughs> Hope your travels were wonderful and educational and all that good stuff. Let's stand as we sing Cry of My Heart. One, two, three, and... It is the cry of my heart to follow you. It is the cry of my heart to be close to you. It is the cry of my heart to follow all of the days of my All right, everybody, go ahead and sing it out. You know it now. Here we go. Ready? It is the cry of my heart to follow you. me your holy ways, O Lord, so I can walk in your truth. Teach me your holy ways, O Lord, and make me wholly devoted to you. Oh, 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 it is the cry of my heart to follow you. It is the cry of my heart 
to be close to you. It is the cry of my heart to follow all of the days of my life. Let us pray. Holy Lord, we thank you so much for allowing us to come together to have this great privilege of worshiping you and returning love to you. Knowing, God, that you have created us in your image and created us to love you in return and to worship you. God, your word says, blessed are those who walk with the Lord. Blessed are they who seek him with all their heart. And Lord, it's our hope this morning that our hearts might be opened up to all that you are, that we might understand your will for our lives and that we might fully and wholly worship you. For God, your love is unending. And Lord, we recognize this morning the unbelievable sacrifice that you made on the cross for us. You loved us so much that you gave your only son and we stand this morning in the context of that love, the love that you've shown us in the past, the love you're showing us now, and the love that you will show us forever. God, your grace overwhelms us. May this morning be a celebration of your love for us and our love for you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. It is the cry of my heart to follow you. It is the cry of my heart to be close to you. It is the cry of my heart to follow all of the days of my life. Open my eyes so I can see the wonderful things that you do. Open my heart up more and more and make it wholly devoted to you. It is the cry of my heart to follow you. It is the cry of my heart to be close to you. It is the cry of my heart to follow all of the days of my life. All of the days of my life. All of the days of my life. And now, ladies and gentlemen, as people of God, why don't we turn to one another and pass the peace of Christ. And those of you worshiping along at home online, just go ahead and put a greeting to everybody in the chat window for us. Yeah.
to follow you. It is the cry of my heart to be close to you. It is the cry of my heart to follow all of the days of my life. All of the days of my life. All of the days of my life. Amen. Let's have the children. Kids, come on down for children's time. Come on down, kids. Love is something if you give it away. Give it away, give it away. Love is something if you give it away. You end up having more. Money's dandy and we like to use it. But love is better if you don't refuse it. It's a treasure and you'll never lose it. Unless you lock up your door. Love is something if you give it away. Give it away, give it away. Love is something, if you give it away, you'll end up having love. Good morning, Campbell and Bennett. How are you? Good. Do you think we have some friends online? Yeah, probably so. Good morning, friends online. All right. So I have a verse, technically two verses, that I want to read to you really quickly. This is from... Matthew. Matthew's in the New Testament. You probably knew that already. This is Matthew 6, verses 19 through 21. Technically three verses. Miss Kelly can count sometimes. It's been a long weekend, y'all. All right, so it says, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Hmm. What do you think that might mean? Any ideas? No? It's a little confusing, isn't it? So... What are some of our favorite things? You have any favorite things? Food? I love food. What's your favorite food? It's all good, right? I just, I can't pick one favorite. It's all good. So these are my favorite socks. They're fluffy and they have sheep on them and they say fleece Navidad. <laughs> but they have holes in them which makes me really sad because now every time I wear them, my feet get cold. So they're my favorite, but even when we have favorite clothes or spend a lot of money on clothes, they get holes in them. So guess what? They go in the trash. It's my favorite. What about electronics? What happens to electronics? They crack. They get outdated, they stop working. This turned on for like two seconds this morning and then turned right back off. Goes away eventually. What about toys and games and puzzles? What happens to them? They break eventually. This puzzle was brand new and it was missing three pieces when we put it together. That's kind of pointless. 
trash. What are some things, so these are all earthly things that eventually end up in the trash, useless. What are some things that don't end up in the trash? Any ideas? What are some things that we can spend our time and our energy and our money on that don't end up in the trash? Yeah, things you like to do. We can smile at a friend that's sad. And they'll remember that. That doesn't take very much effort, but they'll remember that. We can buy a homeless friend a meal, and they'll remember that. That's a great way to spend our money, and that's a treasure up in heaven that nobody can steal, nobody can, that doesn't have to go in the trash, right? Yeah? What about spending time with a grandparent? Yeah? That doesn't, that's not something physical that winds up in the trash, but that makes them happy, right? Makes sense? Can you think of anything else? Not right now? You have to think about that. That's the way I always am. I'm like, hmm, let me think about that for a while and I'll get back to you. Let's pray. Dear God, Help us to put our trust in you. Help us to put our time, our effort, our money, and our value on heavenly treasures instead of earthly ones. Help us show your love. In your name, amen. Thanks, guys. We exalt I'm glad to be with you, glad to be with you who are online, uh, in spirit and in body. Uh, I'm, I'm grateful for this opportunity to worship with you today. You did just hear the scripture for this morning. Uh, nothing like a little children's sermon to like uh, launch the theme, as it were. I'm going to read it to you one more time. This is from the sixth chapter of Matthew, the Sermon on the Mount, uh, where Man, if you wanted to know what Jesus thought, this is a great place to, great, great place to turn and look. Um, this whole section. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust consume, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust consumes, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I am grateful this day for the invitation from your pastor, Tracy, and, and Kurt to 
share with you today. I'm, I'm, I want you to know that I'm grateful for your witness in this corner of the world. Uh, it's a witness that I knew about before becoming your district superintendent. You have lent leadership and uh, mission and service to this community and to the broader church. And uh, you're known for that. And so uh, for me, it's a privilege to be with you in worship this morning. Over the past several weeks, as I understand it, though I've not, it's, I was telling Tracy, it's always a little dicey to walk in at the end of a sermon series and you don't know what somebody already said. Like, am I going to say the opposite of what they said? Or am I going to like be in line or you've already heard it three times? I don't know. So give me a little grace this morning. I hope it's helpful. I know that you've been studying uh, some good, hard talk by Brother Mike, Mike Slaughter. Um, and uh, you've, you've, you've talked about what's important, uh, what the ways we can live out those priorities, uh, that we can show those deep priorities in our lives. You'll be offering up your commitment cards today in worship, and I trust that this time of preparation has been one of discernment and learning and inspiration. I remember my first experience with tithing. My dad uh, was a Methodist preacher, and my sister and I did learn about bringing an offering to church. That was something that was something we did on, on Sunday morning, certainly. But I didn't really learn about the tithe or the 10%, giving 10% of your income, until uh, I had graduated from college, gotten a job, and started attending the church where my father was the pastor. And it was Lent, and, and he invited church members to join covenant groups uh, for that, that season of, of preparation for Easter. And we took up a weekly covenant that included fasting, it included receiving Holy Communion each week, waking up 30 minutes earlier than normal to pray and reflect on scripture, and to give 10% of our income for that season. The groups met on Sunday to connect and share, and by the time we got to Easter morning, we all felt like something had happened to us. We had uh, adopted a shape for our lives during that time, one that we could feel that made a difference in our day, uh, and it helped us remember during that season to whom we belonged, what our primary belonging in the world was. I didn't keep doing all those things after Lent, especially that waking up 30 minutes early part. Um, but I did keep some of it, and whereas I have not been regular with my practice uh, throughout the decades that have uh, 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 you know, passed since then, what I learned during that long ago Lenten season has stuck with me. The Bible, the quiet time, the hunger for Holy Communion, and the tithing. These have become a pattern for me that, that grounds me in my place and my identity as a, as a child of God and a follower of Christ. I want to insert a, t a side note here, though, about the biblical standard of, of the tithe. This is, again, my, my opinion. So if you've heard different teaching this, this season, then take it for what it's worth. I think we all come to decisions about how much we're going to give by different routes. We take different roads to get to that decision. The most important thing, in my opinion, in that decision is that your giving be intentional. 
that there be a decision that you've made, that it be regular, that it be a significant amount that you can feel, whatever that percentage is, and, and, and that it be something that has priority in your monthly plan and not something you do you know, if you happen to have something left over. Um, that, just paying attention in that way and praying about those things will let you know what you need to know about that issue. Um, it can be enlightening, for example, to compare how much you spend on Starbucks or TV streaming services um, in comparison to what you give to the church every month or your offering really to God. Um, it's not about guilt. It's not about being a good person or a bad person. This is just about choices, which look different for different people and different at different points in our lives, right? So hopefully the point here is that we're making choices on purpose, ones that take place as a part of our larger life of discipleship. I hope and trust that it's clear by now in this time of study that you've undergone together that our money and the way we view it are fair game for Jesus. He talks about money more often in the scriptures than he talks about love. Go in and count. He talks about the kingdom of God more than he talks about money, but then the next thing he talks about is money. The most often, uh, the thing that he, he most often references. And, and, you know, when we talk about finances, uh, we don't talk about it as much as Jesus does with each other, and we get all awkward, right? Um, we know some people have more than others, and it feels uncomfortable. And we know that money is key to a lot of things. It's key to power and voice, respect, security, protection from certain kinds of suffering. It is a tool for taking care of folks. Money is important in human society, and yet that's the very reason Jesus talks about it so much. It's perhaps, in my opinion, the biggest, deepest rival God has in our lives. Not money itself, of course, but our attitude toward it because of all the good things we believe it unlocks and gives us access to. I think it's important to state clearly that when people don't have enough money to live with dignity, it really does make life hard. And some of you may have experienced that in your life. That's a real thing that the majority of the world's people have to struggle with. Uh, the fear of not having enough on that level is legitimate in, and hard uh, when you are living through that moment. But people who do have money know that it also makes promises that it cannot finally keep. It doesn't fix everything it promises to fix. Having money doesn't always take away fear. There are plenty of people who have more than they can ever use and still are driven to get more and more, not in order to give more, as John Wesley taught us, you know, earn all you can, save all you can, so that you can give all you can. That's not the motivation. The motivation is just to have more just in case. A hedge against our fear. Money offers or promises powerful protection from that fear in many forms and past the basic point of keeping us alive and keeping us in dignity, it cannot deliver. 
And, and I haven't walked through the, the study of shiny gods uh, that you have, but my opinion is that money is the primary shiny god that Slaughter talks about. So it's in light of that truth that I've reflected this week on a particular line from our passage in Matthew, which is a little bit dense, truly. We've heard it, most of us, if you've been in church, you've heard these lines all our lives, and yet it's like, this one, store up treasures in heaven. Um, you know, it can be interesting to roll those words around from different angles. One angle is that I, I think of it in, as an admonition that might ring in a particular way for people who don't have anything to store up on earth. They truly don't have the capacity, the, the, the means or the resources to store up treasures in on, on earth. And so maybe it's a comfort to, to, to think about an account of treasure that uh, I, can, I can build. I can't do this, but I can do that. And that's important, because Jesus has said so. So that, that might be a comforting word. Um, it could also be, uh, maybe some might find it patronizing, a way to keep people placated with being poor. Like, well, you know, you don't need to worry about this. This isn't that important. Really, just worry about that, right? Just worry about Jesus and worry about heaven, and don't worry about the fact that you don't have enough to feed your kids. Like, that, that's a different angle, right? And then finally, uh, you know, is this maybe a text that judges people who do have healthy bank accounts, who have stored up treasures on earth, which is most of us. Is that bad? We know it's risky if it's all we've got, moths or rust or a big market downturn could take care of all of it, wipe it all out. But is it a bad thing? And then if we do store up in treasure in heaven instead, what does that mean and what happens to that? Way out there in the heaven of the future with blue sky and fluffy clouds and angels strumming harps, like do we have to die to get to that treasure? I wonder instead what it might mean if when we take this term, store up treasures in heaven, we might think about heaven as peeking and poking into our reality right now. Not all the time, maybe, maybe every moment is not heaven, although perhaps that's just a matter of our looking for it. But what if we thought of investing in heaven as something we don't have to wait for our death to cash in on? Something that changes the nature of our lives right now instead. There's a perspective, I, I think, uh, wondering about where heaven is. Jesus does talk about that kingdom of God, and it's both, as we learn in, in preacher school, it's already and it's not yet. It's both those things. And so this, this looking for investment in heaven points us back to this life of discipleship. John Wesley talked about discipleship as a combination of acts of piety and acts of mercy. Piety can be a, a way of talking about connection to God. So the things I learned in that Lenten uh, time of covenant, the scripture study, the prayer, joining in worship and sacraments, these things keep us connected to God. 
if we're paying attention, they also point us through God to other people. And in other people, we find acts of, of mercy. Uh, Wesley emphasized mercy as serving the poor, which is a central part, I know, of your church ministry, of the ministry of United Methodists across the globe. But it's merciful, too, to lend a listening ear to a neighbor or to create a haven for respectful conversation in the midst of this world that has lost its mind. Hmm? Right? Uh, it's merciful to think of the generation to come, to encourage them in the faith, like y'all do such a great job of doing here, to leave room for them to live the faith in a new way. Before we know it, by the mysterious math and alchemy and compounding interest that Jesus brings to us, we find that giving our money can address all of that. It becomes an act of piety and an act of mercy, an act that strengthens us in our identity in Christ and changes the world with his love. You all know that when you come to the end of your life, neither you nor the people around you will sum up your life based on the health of your real estate holdings or your brokerage accounts. That is not how we measure a life. We know that we count people as truly rich when they're surrounded by love, which means they've given love in order to get it in return. We know that people are truly rich when they have served and when they've lived in a way that has served other people. People are rich when they know who they are, when they know to whom they belong, when things like their money and their time line up and have integrity with who they say they are. I can think of no greater treasure than a life that looks like that. And that's how storing up treasure in heaven reveals itself as an endless fountain of blessing right now, right here, heart giving that enriches the heart of the giver. My prayers are with you this day, as individuals, as families, as a congregation. My prayers are with the people of this community outside this church, because we believe and we know that God is already at work in their hearts and in their lives, inviting them home. And part of our challenge is to, is to figure out how that connection gets made. God's already out ahead of us. So I pray that this season will be one of deepened discipleship for you, one of an experience of joy as you pour out the treasures of your heart into heaven right now, right in this place. May this be our prayer and our vow. In the name of Christ Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you, Laura.
for that challenging and inspiring message. Thank you very much. Um, as we prepare to offer our gifts to God today, I want to remind all of us worshiping here in person as well as those of you online that there are several ways that you can give to the ministries and missions of Westlake United Methodist Church. First of all, if you're worshiping here in person today, there will be an offering plate out in the lobby area. As you leave, you can place your offering there in that plate. You can also go to our website, um, westlake-umc.org, and you can make a one-time gift, or you can set up regular automatic giving, which is very convenient. It's what my family does. Don't ever forget about it. You can text Westlake UMC in all caps, or you can text Westlake UMC to 73256 in all caps, and then you will receive a link to give, and you can follow that link. Or, as always, you can mail your check here to the church. Now today, in addition to offering up our regular giving to God, we have the opportunity to dedicate all that we are and all that we have to God in preparation for the giving that we will do in 2022. As Laura Merrill said, we are making an intentional choice about how we are going to commit ourselves to God and to the ministries and missions of God through Westlake UMC for the coming year as we make our commitment today. Um, there are, again, many ways that you can do that. For those of you here in the room, you will be invited in a moment to come forward during the offertory to lift up and dedicate your commitment to God. You can place your commitment card in the glass bowl that is on the table. And then um, as you go back to your seats, feel free to grab one of these silver stars. The stewardship committee decided to offer these stars um, to everyone so that we can remember throughout the Advent and Christmas season who it is that is the guiding light of our lives, who is the shiniest God of all, the one who is the source of all sparkle, if you will, um, is our one true God. So I invite you to take one of these stars to remind you of that throughout the, throughout the season. Um, throughout this stewardship campaign, we have reflected on all of the shiny gods, the distractions that are in our lives, all those things that draw us away from God. Um, and as Laura stated this morning, money is primarily that shiny God. Um, I want to invite us all to come forward here in a moment, um, proclaiming in this context of worship and community, um, who our true God is, who it is that we place first in, in our living and in our giving so that we can be grounded in the knowledge of who and whose we are and at the very same time change the world. Thanks be to God. Amen. Come thou fount of every blessing, tune my heart to sing thy grace. Streams of mercy never ceasing, call for songs of 
loudest prayers and teach me some melodious sonnet sung by flaming tongues above I'll praise the mountain fixed upon it mount of thy redeeming love Here I raise my Ebenezer, hither by thy help I'm come, and I hope by thy good pleasure safely to arrive at home. Jesus sought me when a stranger, wandering from the to rescue me from danger interpose his precious blood oh to grace great a debtor daily i'm constrained to be and let thy goodness like a fetter bind my wandering heart to thee prone to wander lord i feel it prone to leave the god i love oh here's my heart lord Take and seal it, seal it for thy courts above. Oh, here's my heart, Lord. Take and seal it, seal it for thy courts above. Yes, here's my heart, Lord. Take and seal it, seal it for thy courts above. Amen. Thank you. As we gather as the body of Christ, one of the things that we do for one another is we pray for one another. Let us pray now as an expression of love and gratitude for one another, our neighbors near and far, and our world. I want to invite those of you who are worshiping online to type any prayer concerns or celebrations that you may have in the comments section either on Facebook Live or live stream. Um, and then I want to invite all of us now to ground ourselves in the one who is our one true God. I invite you to maybe put both feet on the ground, open your hands in a gesture of reception and offering. Take a breath. And let's pray. 
God, we are so grateful for this opportunity to gather together in your presence and to declare together that you are first. You are the giver of all gifts, and we have received so much from you, God. We lift up today in celebration the birth of William James Graham, son of Andy and Darcy Graham, and the grandson of David and Doogie Graham. We celebrate also the birth of Arthur Dillon Brooks, who is the new great-grandson for Marta Gear. We give you thanks for those who say yes to invitations to serve on Westlake UMC boards and committees in the coming year. We also celebrate the birthdays of Nina Kirch, 95, Karen Hill, Kay Trosel, Terry Cravey, Stephen Dunn, Michael Cowden, Dixie Paulos, Matt Walker, and more. And God, we continue to give thanks for the healthcare providers in our congregation, community, and world, and for all those working to safely deliver and disseminate the COVID-19 vaccines. We give you thanks, God, for the generosity of spirit and for the joyful hearts that freely and intentionally give to you today and plan on giving to you in 2022. God, we pray that you would pour out your blessing on all of the commitments that we are making to offer ourselves fully to you in the coming year and continue to open us more and more to how you would guide us. God, we give thanks to you in all circumstances because we know that you are always and already present in every need and ever ready to hear our prayer. So we lift to you this day all that weighs heavily upon us. We pray for those who are sick, injured, or recovering, and we ask for your healing and care. We pray for veterans and the family and friends of those who are currently serving in our armed forces. We ask for your protection, strength, and well-being. God, for those with relational needs, spiritual needs, emotional needs, or financial needs, we ask that your faithfulness, compassion, and provision might be known. And God, for those who grieve, may they be comforted. May your presence be felt. And may they receive your refuge and deep peace. We lament and mourn with those who are suffering and in pain. And God, we lift up those targeted in recent hate crimes. May your abiding presence and grace provide for them comfort and deep peace, and may your Holy Spirit inspire all people everywhere to an increase in love for all of your beloved children and call us to stand up against anti-Semitism, racism, and homophobia, that all people would be fully accepted protected, and affirmed. I invite us all now to take the next few moments of silence to offer up to God what weighs most heavily upon us.
We give you our thanks and praise always and in all things. We thank you for the splendor of the whole creation, for the beauty of this world, for the wonder of life, for the mystery of love, and for the treasures of heaven that we can store up now and simultaneously realize as heaven touches down and pokes in to all of our lives. Above all, we thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, and for the truth of your word revealed through his life, death, and resurrection. Grant us the gift of your spirit that we may know and be Christ more fully and make you known through ever-increasing spirits of generosity that manifest in acts of justice, mercy, and loving kindness. And now we pray with faith and conviction the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Let's stand as we sing our closing song, Give Me a Heart Like Your Heart. With clearer vision Press towards the mark That waits for me Open my ears, Lord All that you tell me I will do Know your calling Run without falling I've set my eyes on you Give me a heart like your heart Give me a love like your love, no matter what the cost. Give me a road to travel, a race that I can run. Give me a heart like your heart, to stand until you come, until you come. Let's sing it out. Let this be our prayer. Open my eyes, Lord. I want to see your plan for me. To see your mission with clearer vision. Press towards the mark that waits for me. Open my ears, Lord. All that you tell me I will do. 
know your calling Run without falling I've set my eyes on you Give me a heart like your heart Beating for the lost Give me a love like your love No matter what the cost Give me a road to travel A race that I can run Give me a heart like your heart To stand until you come Until you come I will be waiting for you I will be watching for you Yes, I will be waiting for you I will be watching for you Give me a heart like your heart Beating for the lost Give me a love like your love No matter what the cost Give me a road to travel A race that I can run Give me a heart like your heart To stand until you come, until you come Beloveds in Christ, our faith teaches us that anytime we do a good or right thing, it is because of the indwelling of God in our hearts. So whenever you make a choice to live as a disciple of Christ, know that it is God's own love inside of you that has made that happen. So go now into the world to be guided by the right star to be guided by the right shiny thing, to know that love can dwell in your heart and can change your life and change the world. I give thanks to God for your generosity today, and I send you now into the world with the love of God, the communion of the Holy Spirit, and the forgiving, redeeming, resurrection power of Jesus the Christ. And let God's people say, Amen. Amen. Go now in peace, never be afraid, God will go with you each hour of every day. Go now in faith, steadfast, strong and true, no the cry of my heart to follow you 
It is the cry of my heart to be close to you. It is the cry of my heart to follow all of the days of my life. Teach me your holy ways, O Lord, so I can walk in your truth. your holy ways, O Lord, and make me wholly devoted to you. Oh, 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 it is the cry of my heart to follow you. It is the cry of my heart to be close to you. It is the cry of my heart to follow all of the days of my It is the cry of my heart to follow you. It is the cry of my heart to be close to you. It is the cry of my heart to follow all of the days of my life. All of the days of my life. All of the days of my life.